You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I've tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH-balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to The Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered, and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. We just sank the audio. Now you can hear us and see us at the same time, live in Technicolor Dreamcoat. Jokes up in the Technicolor. <laughs> no. We had, honestly. Lie before our lo- What? Oh my God. Are you okay? Yes. We had so many things to talk about on like our previous, like there were so many podcasts ago that we ran out of time and we're like, we'll just make a second podcast because we had all these like juicy, great things. And now we're like, Abah. what was that thing where you said we were going to talk about? I don't even know. Put that thing right back. We found it. Back back so help me. me. So help me. So help me. So Mike help me. Wazowski. I'm always watching. Oh my God. Okay. Let's get into this. Uh, do you have an I love you and you are annoying? Do I have an I love you and you're annoying? Do you? <laughs> do you? Well, we did get in a pretty significant disagreement this last week. We got in a, uh, wow, that's putting it so lightly. We got in a huge fight, like yeah. a huge fight. Ryan and I don't really fight a lot. Um, but when we do, we drink Dosakis. No, uh, we, I left we, the house for an hour I to go you, for a walk. I saw the, the ring doorbell. I saw you like, stop away. No, <laughs> I was you, like, what a fucking you, asshole. If you actually saw the ring doorbell, you would have known that I gave you the finger. No, you didn't. Yeah, fuck you, ring doorbell. No, you doorbell. didn't, but I was expecting that. But I literally laughed at you when you walked away. I was like, yeah, have a nice fucking walk, bro. I did. I burned calories instead of getting angry. Well. That was great. I wish you would have went for a walk before we talked. (laughs) (laughs) We can get into that later. Uh, Why? Is there a love you and you're annoying from that? I don't know if I want to bring that back up. Oh, no? No. You think it's going to open up a can of warmth? Well, yeah, I think it will. (laughs) Because what I was annoyed at had nothing to do with you. Yeah. 
Sure. But I was annoyed I had everything to do with you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Maybe we can save that for another podcast. But I just said, if you, did you have like an I love you and you're annoying for this You week? go ahead. I don't think I have one. No, I'm good. I, wow. Look yeah, at us. I'm good. Went from the biggest fight ever to be like, oh, Well, there was just so many things that were yeah. brought into that, that I'm not annoyed anymore. I think for us too, like, because we don't fight a lot and we're just in like a season that is so busy, our small issues end up compounding because we usually are like, you know what? This is good. We really do like pick our battles. And and at the end of the day, we know that we love each other and we, we respect each other. And we've come to this like communication where we know that our intent is not to piss each other off or disrespect somebody or whatever. So we're like, you know what? It's okay. Like maybe we'll address this later, but because we don't fight a lot, I feel like some Sometimes when we're in this busy season, we're like, yeah, well, and And like all of it comes out into one, which we're usually pretty good at not happening. Like we we usually allow that not to happen because we do talk a lot, but we've just been so busy. Well, I think, you know, we talk about having, um, weekly or biweekly check-ins or not biweekly check-ins, but quarterly check-ins is what we talk about. I think for me, the big thing was, is like, I knew we were having a check-in coming up. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'll just wait for the check-in. Mm-hmm. But then when something small happens and adds to it, and then something small happens and it right. adds to it, it's like, wait a second. You know what? We don't have time for the check-in. We're going to have a conversation now and maybe come check-in time, there's nothing to talk about. check But I can't time. wait. I can't wait to the check-in. We also have to be you like... Have to yeah, I got that. Closing yeah. um, time. Yeah. But I think, too, with the check-in, we also really much... We really much... We really much... We preach not coming to the check-in and making the other person wrong. And there were a lot of things that we were frustrated with that we would have come to that check-in like move bitch get out like we would have been it wouldn't have been a good check-in yeah (laughs) it would have been like checkmate check-ins are not for arguments check-ins are for building structure to support your next quarter don't have those arguments right we would not have entered last week in (laughs) that state of mind that is a guarantee okay what do you want to start with do you want to start with like our little situation with like the friends let's have a conversation afterwards because that's that's live that's 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 right at the tip of our tongue but i do love the conversation we were having a few weeks earlier when we were discussing because just to put some context behind it my parents we were never I grew up not really needing anything um I was very privileged in that sense but I wouldn't say and my parents who listen to this they would agree I wouldn't say that I lived this extraordinarily extravagant lifestyle that a lot of my friends were capable of living because their parents did very well for themselves. Okay. And in particular, one of the conversations that we were having was that you have a, a certain group of friends and I have uh, access to a certain group of friends who in their earlier years, their early 20s, mm-hmm. had no issue getting on a plane and flying to Australia for a year. Right. Yeah, they did a lot of traveling when they were young, like right after university. Yeah, like in particular, there's there's one girl in my life who I she lives what I would call an Instagram lifestyle in the fact that she just goes everywhere. She's been who? everywhere. Her name's Jamie. Oh. She's been everywhere. She's seen everything. She's experienced all of these things. And her parents have afforded her the opportunity to do so. Now, my parents never said, hey, Ryan, here's an unlimited amount of money. Go travel the world and see the world. Yeah. So I did it. 
Also, like totally sidebar, is Jamie the one that you went on the boat with, Clev? And she had really bad hair extensions. No. Yes. It is. But but I'll be honest with you, I never noticed her hair extensions. Well, I'm just mad because I I was into you at that time, and you said that you like made out with her or something. So I was like, well, she she has stupid hair. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, because I, I was she's, jealous. She's beautiful hair now. I was very jealous of her, and I was just like, I hope you're having fun on that stupid boat, Jamie. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about I am how. Petty. I am. I'm just not. In I a was perfect just, world, yeah. in a perfect world, if we won millions of dollars, or if you won millions of dollars. What would you like to do with your kids? Do you think that there is value in having them explore the world for a year? Mm. Or do you think that they're better off learning how to earn their money and get a job and do those things afterwards? It's such a hard, like, because we're past that, right? Like neither you nor I really did the travel thing. So it's, it's not like we have, um, like an opinion on both sides. I can see both sides now, like grown up now having kids and a family and stuff, would I have went back and traveled if I would have had the same experience like that I have now today? Like someone, if someone was like, Hey, here's a choice. You will absolutely have the same life that you have today, but you had the option of traveling. Just maybe some things would be different. Would I go? I honestly don't know because I am a, like, I'm not a great traveler. Like it, it scares me to be out in a space where I don't know. However, I think it's important that young adults learn about different cultures and maybe know that not everything has to come down to, you know, structure and like get your education, get a job, start a family. Like I I sometimes feel like when that is your path and that is so ingrained into you, you reach a point in your life where you're like, did I miss out? Like I have friends who did that and it was so structured. And right now I've like, they've had these small conversations with me and being like, I I don't know if I'm unhappy, but I don't know if I'm truly fulfilled. Do you know? And I wonder if it's because I never really experienced that, like living, right? Mm -hmm. Like they had so many responsibilities, like they didn't really live. I feel like I lived because I went out a lot. In yeah, but you lived, you lived inside your community. I know. You lived inside your safe zone, For the sure. comfort zone. But and I'm, I'm not like, oh my God, like I didn't, I didn't date. I didn't get to do like stupid shit. Like as a young person, like, I feel like you were like a serial dater. Like no. you didn't have a lot of time. I was not a serial dater. I was I'm seriously not- committed for a long time to a handful of individuals. That's called a, like, no, like I didn't go from one to another, to another, to another. I, feel like I, you did. I had long standing relationships with people. And then you were in a relationship quite soon after. Like no. what was the longest time you went from being in a relationship with someone to the next person? Four years. No. Yeah. Who was it? Fair to you. No, it wasn't. It wasn't four years. Yeah, it was. Was it really? Yeah, it really was. We had sex in between those times. <laughs> we were basically together. We were basically not. You had a boyfriend, multiple boyfriends. <laughs> oh, hold in on. The oh, yeah. I was, you were a serial dater. Of I, all the people in the world that I know, on. you were a you serial dater. You just made dater. it seem like I was cheating on all my boyfriends. No, no, no. no. You said if you had I boyfriends did, I in between. I would break up with said boyfriends and then we would get together. And then you would have a new boyfriend and then we would get together. And then you would have a new boyfriend and we'd get together. I went through three or four variations of your boyfriends in between. What do you mean three or four? Like you dated like three or four guys in the entirety of our relationship before we became boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh, like we just kept coming back to like hang out, but I did. Yeah. I did experience different. I had no girlfriends during that time. Yeah. Really? None. Interesting. That that could have been the time you traveled, but it goes back to this. Okay. So say you, you get out of 
uh, school, like high school or, or even, you know, even university, like, what do you think is the better time to go? Do you think that right at a high school you go for like a year or two and then you buckle down to university? Or do you think you go to university, get your education, and then you come back and you do your thing? Hey, Ryan. Yes. You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. <laughs> just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Stay fresh, everyone. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. 
Like, See, I had an old bo- boss. His name was Oren Barfoot. And his, and he said to me, Ryan, the world is absolutely reversed. He said, now that I'm entering into my retirement ages, I've realized that if you gave me the opportunity. Now, he says this because he now has the freedom coming behind it. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily agree with this, but I get conceptually what he was saying. Okay. If I could do it all over again, I would reverse my life. The way that the world should work is that you get your you get your uh, CPP, which in, here in Canada is like your pension plan. Mm-hmm. You get your your pension plan, your retirement savings, all of that stuff when you're in your twenties. And from twenty to thirty, or twenty, or yeah, from twenty to thirty, you live your life, you travel, you do all of these things with an unlimited budget, and the rest of your life you work towards paying it off. Wow, is what he said. If I could do it all over again, I would have flipped the script. Now, for me, and I, if I'm hmm. If I'm really being honest with myself, could I have traveled? Could I have gone on a plane to Australia, got a server's job and worked in Australia? Yeah. Absolutely. I could have. And, and I would have gone paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. Right. And I would have loved my life. And for that year, I probably would have experienced things that I would never have been able to have the opportunity to experience outside of that. And I probably would have been in the same position I was the year prior had I, had I not traveled. Sure. For me, it was, I was afraid. Mm -hmm. I was afraid to leave my parents. I was afraid if something happened to my mom or my dad or my grandparents and I'd miss it. I was afraid of that. Mm -hmm. I was afraid of missing opportunities in business and in life. Mm -hmm. And I was just afraid to travel. I think I really was afraid to travel. And so I, I, you know, put a cloak over it and said, oh yeah, well I had a girlfriend here and then I had a company here and then Mm -hmm. I was doing all those things. I created reasons not to do it. Right. But if I really think about it now, I think I would have loved to have done it. Yeah. And not only would I love to have done it, if I am in a position in my life financially where I can, where my kid can say to me, dad, instead of going to university, Mm -hmm. I want to go to Australia for a year. Right. I think that I would say, son, here's what, or daughter, I just assumed it was Cooper, uh, but it might actually be Riley. I think Riley's more not that way. But anyways, I I think I'd say, you know what? School costs X amount of dollars. Here's X amount of dollars. Go wherever you want to go. Wow. Really? As long as they were traveling with somebody that I... Trusted. Trusted. Okay. I feel like it's hard too because you you hear people and they go out, like just like Ty, he went out, like one of your best friends, he went out and he went over there to Australia. He never came back. So like you have that opportunity and and then you build a life out there. So like, I mean, it worked out for him, but I also think there's the other end of the thing where you're like, okay, you go, you experience, and then you almost get in this like bubble or this like rut where you're like, I don't want to return. And then when you return, because I know a few people who went away, came back and then all of their friends that they left were now in a serious relationship, were in a career that they loved or, or were building their career. And then this person comes back with all of this real world or this amazing experience. But then they're like, I'm literally at ground zero. Like, what do I have? Did you save money when you were out there? To an extent, but like she, yeah, Michelle was in Banff. She came back and she maybe was a little like, I wouldn't say lost. I didn't know Michelle super well back then. Um, but she literally left like this dream life out there. And then she came home and she was like, well, my friends already have everything going on. What do I want to do here? Like, what do I want to do? Yeah. I believe that the, the mistake that is often made, and I'm not saying this is a mistake by my sister. I'm just saying a lot of people will travel, not for the experience of travel, but they will travel to get away. To escape what's here. Yeah. Mm. If you're leaving 
your community, if you're leaving your home, if you're leaving the stuff that you've, you've grown up in because you don't think it's good yeah, or, or whatever, and you're trying to escape it. Now there are obviously certain situations where you need to escape certain things. Sure. I'm not suggesting that I'm, I'm just saying for, for the average person who doesn't feel like they're connected or what did you say? Your friends say they're happy, but they're not fulfilled. Mm -hmm. If you think if you're seeking fulfillment outside of this community that you have had in your life, whether that's Australia or Hawaii or New Zealand or (laughs) California or wherever it is that you think you're escaped to, you will always be where you are. Right. So if you're not happy with yourself here, you're likely not going to be happy with yourself. There. Exactly. So I, deep. What, what I think is if you go to travel to experience life, mm-hmm. experience life, if you're going to travel to escape, chances are, unless you have one of those serendipity movie style moments where you meet the human being of your dreams mm-hmm. and the whole world shifts for you. And by the way, it happens, it happens, mm-hmm. not likely, but it does happen. It, it's it's more common for you to be there, not happy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's hard too because you said, "Hey, if say we, either one of our children are like, I want to travel here," you would be like, "Here's the money," but your your stipulation or your terms would be you have to come back and then what? Get an education? Like here's your money for school? Or are you saying like because we, you're assuming that we will have like we've got savings for the kids to go to school? We are fortunate enough to say, "Hey, we got you with school." So if you want to go out and travel the world, they're responsible for like their, where they're staying with the money they're making. Like we're not going to give, like I would never give our kids money to go travel and then come back and go to school. Like, I feel like they need some sort of responsibility. No, my whole thing is, and well, we're now discovering this conversation, uh, for the first time because we've never talked about this. So welcome guys to our conversation. (laughs) Um, for me personally, whatever school costs, because school is going to change drastically in the next 15 years, but the price of school is probably going to increase. Yeah. So whatever school is and whatever we have allocated for the school, whether it's a four year, five year program, whatever, if my kid wants to go away, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, here's how much money you have. This is broken into a four year degree or a five year program or whatever. If you want one year of this money to go travel the world, mm-hmm. Here you go. Okay. When you come back, you need to replace that. Year four or five is on you. Wow. That's an interesting perspective because I do think it's important to like have them have some sense of like responsibility in whether it's their education or their travel. Like even if we're like, okay, so say they graduate school, it's finished grade 12 and they're like, I want to, I want to travel to Europe. Like I want to go travel before I go to school. I would almost incline to say, okay, I need you to work for this full year, save up as much money as you can. You really need to have like a business plan, like what you're going to spend, we'll go through it. And dad and I will match what you save. Oh, that's a good way of doing it too. Right. Because then like, they're going to want to have more money and we can be like, we'll match this for you. And then you can go away. You can have your cushy fund here and you can go travel and stuff. Maybe you get a job while you're out there. If it's a year, maybe they do like a serving job or whatever, but they know that they have this like safe bucket that they worked for that we helped with. And then they come back and we're like, all right, here's the education situation. But then my fear, and it's just like a motherly fear is that they're going to not want to come back. 
Yeah, and I'm like, they, I'm basically, we're like, here's your money and leave me. But I'm guessing that is if they, if they leave and don't want to come back, then they found something. For sure. Yeah. I'll just slowly my, die. Yeah. My whole thing is, is like, just travel to discover Experience. what there is to discover. If, if they're, if they're chasing something or running away from something, that's a different conversation mm-hmm. I think I'd have with my kids. But for me, this, this is where the whole conversation goes. What's more important, experience or education? Or education? See, because I do not come, you come from an education background. You went to university, you graduated university, you went to teacher's college, you graduated teacher's college. I didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. People ask me all the time in work, well, wh- what school did you go to? I didn't go to school. Mm-hmm. I graduated high school. I went to trade school. I got my gas fitters license and then I got into sales. Mm-hmm. I don't have an education. I don't have a diploma. I don't have a piece of paper on my wall. And I would argue that experience trumps education. The problem is you can't get into certain doors without education. And I think also like an education for me, and this was a big thing for my parents as well. Like they were like, listen, like this is what you, I've always, I always wanted to be a teacher. Like literally from the minute that I knew what I wanted to do, like in high school or in grade school, what do you want to be? I wanted to be a teacher. I knew what I wanted to be. Um, but my parents were like, if this is like, if this is what you want to do, awesome, go to school for that. And then I realized that I maybe didn't want to do that. At least I had a fallback. And I think just as a parent, you want your child to succeed. So you want to give them all of the tools possible for them to succeed. And part of that for, for my, our parents' generation, I feel like was get an education, right? Because for them, it wasn't like, it was hard. Not everybody went to school, Mm -hmm. right? Like it was a privilege to go to, to go to post-secondary. So they wanted to provide that opportunity for my brother and I, and like my brother didn't, he didn't finish university. He was very close and he decided that that wasn't the path for him. And I know that my parents really struggled with that. And I think that if Riley or Cooper did the same thing and we were like, we paid for their education and they were like, Deuces, Deuces. I don't want to finish. We would be like, huh? Like, because it's a fallback, right? You just, you don't want to see your child in a position of like, I don't have anything. I'm not getting anywhere. So like, that's your education. But I don't like, I really fully agree with you. Like, I feel like experience is huge, but unfortunately we live in a society where it's like, here's a piece of paper on this piece of paper are all of my qualifications. And like, this is, this gets me in half the time. The people on the paper read better on the paper than in person. Oh, without a doubt. Right. Without a doubt. But I, I do think there's something to be said about, you know, worldly experiences for sure. Knowing other cultures, being in other cultures, experiencing other cultures, social awareness too. But like, I don't know if there's a better way to be educated in this world than to travel. And I think the world is really starting to shift into this world of creativity where the creator, the person who, (laughs) the person who can generate something from nothing is, is now being more valued than they were in years past. The education system really was, you know, if you're looking for a job, you're hunting and you've got a resume here. Hmm. Today, it's not, it, it is, and it is not that same way. And I think for me, 
when it comes to it, when I really look at it, I wish if I could go back in time and, you know, you said it and the answer is it never would, because if I did travel and I did do those experiences, I wouldn't be who I am today. And I probably more than likely wouldn't be with you. Mm -hmm. Not because I don't like you, but because I probably wouldn't have crossed paths with you. Right. There was different experiences. And so could I have all of the things I have today and do that? The answer is no. Mm-hmm. I would have a version of what I have right. today and those experiences. And so the, the, answer, the answer for me is this. No, I, if I could do it all over again, I wouldn't. If given the opportunity to do it all over again and have everything I have, Obviously. the answer is absolutely for I would sure. have traveled the world, which makes me think I should have traveled. Really? I should have seen the world. It's very interesting that you said about your friend, Owen Barfoot, is that his name? Yeah. Um, about his whole like backwards pension situation. I feel like that would be so cool because really you look at our parents and they're retired and they're doing all of the things that they want to do now that freaking the vids is hopefully on the, on the downward and they're getting to travel again and things are opening up. Um, but they're also like, like my dad had, had an injury on his knee. So my parents were panicking a bit because they booked a trip over to Europe and there's a lot of walking. And so they were like, I don't know if we're going to do this. So you look at it and be like, if you got to experience the world in your early twenties, when when you're in in your your prime, yeah, you're in your prime. You're like ready to soak it all in. It would be wild, but I also feel like it would be super dangerous. It's like giving a young adult, like someone super famous who gets very famous young, here's all this money and then they blow it because they don't have any of that real world experience. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the world would just be so spicy with like people who you know, had great experience. And then people who were like, I'm living in a box because I blew all my pension. Yeah. Now this is going to sound very, um, well, I don't even know how to describe it. Ignorant of me. Cause I don't know. I don't know this, but I do know there was a TV show and I'm, pl- I believe it was the Amish. I could be wrong. So if I'm offending anyone here, it, my intention is not to offend you. It's to tell a story about something. I think I know something about. Okay. So I believe what? it's the Amish. When you hear, when you hit a certain age, they give you the ability to leave the household mm-hmm. and experience the world in the, call it the big city. Mm-hmm. They give the individual X amount of dollars and one year to determine whether or not they want to live that life or their life. Isn't that Escaping Amish? Isn't that the TV show? Yeah, it's a TV show. I don't know what it was called. I think, that I might think it's be called it. Escaping Amish. Either way, but that's what it is. And most, most of them come back. Interesting. They experience what there is to experience, but that goes back to what I'm saying. Comfort. It's like, you give me one year to travel, to see Australia, to see the world, to swim with sharks, to have these chances of a lifetime. Because the truth is now that we have family, Mm -hmm. I don't get to experience those things unless my kids are into right. it. Like we won't be able to do that until they're both in high school. Right. And then right. I look at it and say, okay, well now I'm in my fifties or I'm in my sixties or, Hey, you don't, we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe, you know, financially speaking, we can't do that until we're retired, retired yeah, for sure. And who knows when that is. And then do I want to travel and swim with great white sharks when I'm 70? Probably not. <laughs> I would love to do it now, but I certainly would love to have been able to say I've already done it. Right. It's it's just a very interesting, it's an interesting conversation. I feel like it's important also to have these conversations, not only with your spouse, but as your kids get older, kind of like pick their brain to see like where they're at. Like I wouldn't like, you don't want to plant seeds, but I would, I'm very interested to see the routes that our kids go because they are very creative children. And I don't like right now, I don't foresee them both 
they don't really learn. I would say as the school system teaches them, they both learn a little bit differently. I actually think Cooper learns more um, how the school teaches than Riley does, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, can we move on to... Yeah, I just want to say, recap this. So I think, and I'm only saying this because if you're in, if you've got kids that are now getting to that age, just because it, uh, just because it was done the way it was done for you doesn't necessarily mean right. it needs to be that way for them. Education is learned in multiple ways Mm -hmm. and traveling is one of those ways to be able to get on a plane, to know where you're going and to be able to get there and, and, and figure your stuff out there. It's worldly experience in education in itself. Mm -hmm. And there is an opportunity for your kids when they're abroad to work. Mm -hmm. They can do two things at once, experience the world, get educated, worldly educated and work for, you know, rent. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You wanted to speak something about, uh, this, this, all this olive branch, you were saying something happened. Yes. This is a wonderful conversation and I want to make sure I have enough time for it because we got, ten, we got a few minutes cause I do want, you got six minutes. <laughs> well then maybe we should save it for another <laughs> no, podcast. No, no. Cause here's what, here's, so here's what we're going to get. We can expand on another okay. podcast, but this goes back to exactly what we're talking about. We are early parents trying to figure things out for our kids. Mm-hmm. When they hit 18, they're going to want to do their own things. And we have an idea of what they should do or shouldn't do because that's how we were raised. Mm-hmm. And we're probably more than likely going to get things wrong. And if you listen to our last podcast, we're only going to get about 30% of it right. Mm-hmm. The other 60 plus percent of it is just trying to figure, figure, it, all figure out. it out. So if, if that's the way that it's going to be, here's the thing. You guys are listening to this for the most part are parents right now. And a couple years ago, you were not parents. You were individuals who had individual goals, wants, needs, desires. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're a parent and that's who you are defined by. And that's why, you know, you go back to I'm, I'm happy, but I'm not fulfilled. I'm not saying it was your kids, but I'm saying that your world changed when you became a parent mm-hmm. and you're going to make mistakes as a parent. Now, here's the important thing to remember. Your parents at one point in time, believe it or not, were just like you. They had their own wants, needs, desires, goals. Then you came around and they became a parent. And 60% of the time, they probably got it wrong. And I would say 30% of the time, they got it really wrong. Mm -hmm. And now that you're an adult, you parent your kids based off of the way that they parented you, good, bad, and or indifferent different. You can say, I'm parent this way because my dad sucked. Mm. I do this because my mom sucked, or I did this because my dad was great at this, or my mom was great at this. You build your teachable moments as parents based off of the teachable moments that your parents gave you here. I'm talking specifically to the person who has a relationship with their parent that is not good. Maybe a toxic one, a toxic relationship, bad childhood, but, but the parent but I'm also talking to the person whose parent is trying to get back into your life. Here's an example. I knew someone whose father was not around, who was not great with them, who gave them a sizable amount of money. This person, my friend said, thanks, but no thanks. And left the check sitting on the counter unsigned. We'll never take it to the bank. And my response to them was this, your parent, your father in this example made mistakes recognizes that he made mistakes and is trying the only way he knows how to fix those mistakes. And that is financially giving you money. Now, here's the big thing. That is an olive branch. 
And I want you guys to hear this because it's an olive branch. It's the only olive branch that your parent knows how to do. It might not be money. It might be whatever. It doesn't even matter. If they're trying to get back into your life the way that they're trying to get back into your life, just know that that's the only way they know how to. Mm. Accept it. Oh, I kind of don't agree. Well, I then you can rebuttal this. This I is will. cool. Accept it if you if you want them back in your life. Okay, that's that's different. If you want them back in your life, accept the way that they're giving you their attention. Now, once you've accepted it, this is key. Once you've accepted it, they feel better about themselves. That is your opportunity to instill how you would like the conversation to go thereafter. So in this situation, there was a financial exchange. Accept the financial exchange. Say, thanks, dad. I really appreciate the financial support. I can use that here, 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 and here. And what I really get is that you want to communicate with me more frequently. Yes, honey, that's exactly what I want. (laughs) Perfect. This way of communicating doesn't actually work for me. I accept your gift. I appreciate it. But what I would appreciate more is X. Yeah. So I think it's hard because this is a pretty tame conversation like there's I, I there's a few people in my life who I know have very toxic parents and they have tried multiple times to come back in their life and my friends the specific friend have set boundaries because typically when they come back in their life it's because they want something from them or maybe in the past that they've they've let them because they wanted their parent back in their life and then they realize okay you know what there was ulterior motives here so for me it's like you know what you can let somebody back in your life, you can accept their apology, whatever the form of the apology might be. Maybe that's money or maybe like, like the olive branch, you can accept that apology accepted access denied. Like you don't, you can apologize. You can apologize to me, but that doesn't mean that it equates to you being part of my life right now. Right? Like I can forgive you, but it's going to take a little bit more than just this olive branch, right? Like boundaries are so important. And I feel like you're, you're doing it for yourself too, right? Especially if you now have children, right? Like you're part of it is you want to protect your kids because there's just so many unknown variables with people with toxic parents that maybe it's not safe for them to come back in, but you're right. If it's something that they want, if it's something like, you know what, they weren't around, right? Like, and they're now wanting to be around. They're trying to make up that time. Maybe they want to see their grandkids. I get like, totally get what you're saying. I just feel like that might not be true for every single situation. So I wouldn't necessarily agree, except they're all a branch every time. Like, no, what, and and just to be, to be clear, this is like in the world of what it is that I'm dealing with in this specific conversation. So I realize that everyone's got their own little Mm -hmm. thing. There's an old saying that says, you know, burn me once, shame on you, burn me twice, shame on me. I'm not suggesting giving multiple fool me. It is, but I've changed it to burn me. (laughs) So I'm not suggesting giving multiple olive branches and accepting multiple olive branches. I'm saying for that parent who has never given an olive branch, who wants back into your life. And this is the first real attempt to get back into it. Accept it. Be be open to it. Be open to it. And this, like the big thing for me is this, the big takeaway is this. Your parents were not parents before they were parents. They were human beings and they more than likely made a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. And parenting you the way that they parented you is probably the one mistake they wish they could do over again. Mm. 
Yeah. No, I guess I see what you're saying. Like, I, I get it. If it's, if it's a situation that's not going to be harmful physically, mentally, whatever, and, and maybe they just weren't present and now they're trying to be present again, I think it would be beneficial to accept and be open to that possibility on yep. your terms. I'll look at it as, a, as this example. We talk about it because I work a lot, as you know, Brittany, and you talk about Cooper, 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 Cooper. you talk about Coop wanting more of my time and my energy and all of those things. Right. And we had a little bit of a blow up with Coop because he was a, he was a meanie to me mm-hmm. and you helped me, well, you helped explain to me the feelings that he was experiencing, which led to those things. Mm-hmm. Now I look at it and I say, everything I'm doing right now is for the betterment of my children. And I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's hard because you're like, I'm doing all of this so that I can provide for them. Um, like financial freedom. You're not going to be stressed about this. I can get you your education. I can help you out with a down payment. I can be here. I can set things up for you so that you can succeed and you won't have to stress. But when they're this young, I feel like they don't understand that. And they just want your time. Like we've said this, like your kids just want to hang out with you. And that isn't going to last forever. I realize that. And at the same token, by not doing the things right now. It's just a balance. I think that's yeah, the problem. But by, by not doing these now, 10 years from now, when they want something different from me, I, I can't give it to them. No, I know. And I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong for not for putting all of this effort over here. I just think that as parents, this is the constant struggle, right? It is. The time that you're putting with them and then the time you're over here building your own career. Like we're still building our careers. It's not like we're just like over here pounding pavement to save, like we're building our careers, we're fulfilling ourselves in our careers to set us up and just to be like mentally in a good space. Like, and it's a hard balance. Parenting is super fucking hard for that reason, because you are literally being pulled in multiple different directions. All I'm saying is right now, I, I could possibly be making massive mistakes with my kids and 20 years from now, I hope my kids listen to this podcast and listen to this episode because I'm telling you guys what I'm doing right now is designed to give you the future that I think I want to have, have you have. Mm-hmm. And I might not be doing it the way that you want me to be doing it. And I'm sorry. Got it. So if I want to give you an olive branch t- 20 years from now, Riley, it. you better, you goddamn right. You better take it. <laughs> oh, what time is it? Do we even have time? Yeah, this is probably good. Do we have time? I feel like we could just talk about it real quick. Well, that I know the conversation you want to have, and it's not going to be real quick. How about we do it on the next one as a little intro? It's basically just like I'm annoyed with people. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have you. I love you and your annoying people, people version. People, you shady people. On the next episode of the Laughing Couple podcast, brought to you by annoying people. Annoying people, we appreciate you. Closing time. Boop 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 boop. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Emily Beerley and I'm Jennifer Chaikin and we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psychobabble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. 
Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.